If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, August 30th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the first of things. I like the first of the month. I like the first of the week. I like the first of a new year. You do. Yeah, I do. And tomorrow is the first day of September. Mm. Tomorrow is the last. No, it's not, right? 30 days have September, April, April, June, June, and November, November, all all the rest rest of 31. 31. So scratch that. I am... (laughs) I'm grateful for socks because I like warm feet. <laughs> but tomorrow, I'm grateful for the first of things. Uh, I, I'm grateful for the eve of the first of things because now that I have said this, you have all day today to plan on what you're going to do tomorrow that you're not going to do on the first. What do you mean do tomorrow? Like you bad know, things you're going to get out of the way? Yeah, you know how everybody before they uh, you know, starts a diet – they go so, get well, fast food for well, dinner. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm starting a diet tomorrow, so we're going to order a pizza tonight. That type of thing. I've just given you an extra 24 hours to do that. You're welcome from Jeff Dahl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and this week is the 1st of September, which means we'll be 30 days away from October Lucians. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yep. Wow. It's true. Wowzers. Wowzers. Um, my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for earrings that are so dainty and comfortable that you don't have to take them off when you sleep, which is like a really rare thing for me. I don't know if I'm like picking the wrong earrings or I have a, a friend gave me the best pair of earrings. They're like little huggy hoop earrings, and I can sleep in them without taking them off and not even notice it when I'm sleeping. Other stuff, like I lay my head on the pillow and then there's like the back of them are like stabbing me or whatever. But these are just great earrings because I don't have to take them off. And it's so nice. Like I don't take my necklaces off every night and it's so nice. But earrings always got to take off. I usually have to take them off for recording, but not with the huggies. Here is something that I've noticed about us that is that is occasionally a challenge in our business and sometimes our personal life, but it's manifesting more in our business. And the challenge is I love to talk to people, but I'm bad at it. Now, this is something you've said to me probably three times this week and it's only Wednesday. So why do you keep, did something happen where you feel like you fumbled a conversation or something? I think so. Why do you feel like what conversation was this that you feel like you totally... I don't remember, but it happened. Oh, I do know. It was a conversation with a real estate person. Okay. And I just felt like I said a couple things that I didn't need to say, even though I had prepped and planned for it. Mm -hmm. It was, it's it's about some, it was a conversation about some studio space. And uh, I just didn't, I just didn't think it went well, but I just, I, I go off on tangents. I get distracted. I tell stories that don't really pertain, or I offer up analogies that are nonsensical to anybody but me, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say, oh yeah, well, you know, that's, that, that's, that. I was about to give an analogy. See, I almost did it right there. So I don't, I feel like I am self-conscious about it and but I love to do it. I love to talk to people. You, on the other hand, I think are an excellent communicator. You have the perfect mix of charm and personal, you know, like if you're having a business conversation, like being personable, but then getting right down to business and you're really good at, at 
clarity at the end of a call where you say, okay, here is what here's the game plan. I will do. Mm-hmm. Here is what you will do. Here is when we will reconvene. Yes. You hate it though. I hate, hate it. it. I really do. With such pa- with with passion, where I can see it on your face, where I'll say, "Hey, can can you give this person a call?" And I just watch your face scowl, and I know. Well, you, I think you're there's two e- things. Email or text instead. There's two things going on. One is I think I have like I was traumatized at a previous job because I worked for someone once who had so many calls that could have been emails or otherwise. And it just drove me up the wall. Like I would sit there and just be like, oh my gosh, this is not worthy of a phone call. This is not worthy of a phone call. Oh my gosh. And I was party to some of the calls, a lot of the calls. So my schedule was filled up with calls that didn't need to happen. And it just drove me insane. So I think that's part of it. The other part of it is- I, I have a thought on that. I'm, I'm going to come back to it. Okay. Come back to your thought. I'm saying that out loud. So you remind me that I have a thought on it. Okay. And the second part of that is it's so hard for me to focus for an hour at a time on what people are saying without getting distracted. And again, I know I feel like, I hope people don't roll their eyes too hard when I say, when I bring up the ADHD stuff, I'm just trying to talk about it because I feel like a lot of people have it or a lot of people's kids have it and they don't know how normal it is for adults to have it. But it's so hard for me to get on the phone for one hour and pay attention for an hour. It's really hard. And I feel like it does other people a disservice. So for me, I'm just like, okay, what's the most efficient way we can do this to get this done? You know, like what's the shortest distance between two points, a straight line. So what's our straight line? Is it a phone call? Sometimes it is like we had to, you know, catch up with our coworker, Steve. He went to a conference and we had so much to talk about. Could not have done that over email. Like just wouldn't have worked. The straight line there was the call. But a lot of times the way people communicate is not through a lengthy call that I just can't focus on. Okay. It's so hard for me. Here are my two thoughts. Um, I'm going to take them in the order that you presented them. First, the person that took all these calls, right, Mm -hmm. that you were a party of, was that person or is that person successful in what they do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and is there, it, do they have a good personality? I think so. They have an engaging personality. Exactly. So, so this is what I try to convey to you that I think you really, really struggle with is you're so good on the phone and so personable and so friendly and so charming that it is an asset to our business to have you be the front of line communication to people because you're that good at it. And I'm guessing that person that you're, I think I know who it is, um, was so personable, mm-hmm. right? And so, and and he knew where his strengths were and where his weaknesses were. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew that one of his strengths is being personable and friendly and chummy. And, yeah. you know, he's the guy that, that, that throws his arm around you when he sees you and walks right. you to the bar to buy you a drink and asks how your mom's doing, right? That's yeah. that's him. Yeah. That's why that's why it was so important for him to be on those calls because short little emails don't let you get that, right? So that's, you are, yeah, so there's that. So you just operate in the most efficient mode. Mm-hmm. I don't think you put, val- you don't put value at all in the charm part of it. And I think I put a little bit of it 
but I try to be charming on email, but I know it doesn't translate the same way, Never. you know? Nope. Um, and then the second thing is hour long calls are silly that you should, I don't think anybody, especially now, um, I, th- I, I think, I think, I think the perception of meetings has changed in the past couple of years. And I don't think there's anything wrong with popping on a phone call and saying, Hey, I'm so glad we got a chance to talk. Blah, 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 blah. I've got 20 minutes. I got to jump off in 20 minutes. So let's get right into it. How you yeah. doing? And, you know, and then you just go, well, well, actually first, how you doing? How's your mom? Uh, yeah. You know, and you do the charm thing. Then you go, all right, let's talk about it. Because now everybody's got it out and everybody appreciates that. Yeah. I think a lot of times people get on calls and they, they're they so open-ended. Nobody wants to go, I don't want to end it. Right. No one wants to be the one that's like, okay, we need to move on. But if somebody says right at the start, hey, I got to be out at 1.30 and it's 1 o'clock. Yeah. Boom. There you go. So we haven't had like a proper segment in a while, like one of our games or whatever. And I, this is actually inspiration from the Carpool podcast because they do a segment on their show of their last credit card transactions and they open their phone, look at their credit card statements, and then they have to share what their last statements were. Now, I thought that would be fun, but our credit card statements, they're boring. We pay for a lot of random you know, production equipment. Like there's nothing fun and cool. Like ours is not fun and cool. What well, I do and, think is interesting. And what where I think is cool about segments like that, the reason that works well for them is because they don't, they're two sisters. They don't live together and, but they know each other. So that when somebody's credit card statement has, you know, visits to McDonald's five days in a row, they can give each other crap because they can say, wait a minute, I thought you were going to, Right. You were going to be vegan for the month of August. What happened? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. But I do know. You and I I never buy anything without the other one being in the same room. Right. Like it's anyway. So I thought what would be funny for us is to look through our Google history because you and I have brains that get out of control and on tangents about the weirdest stuff of all time. And I think that we should share our last five Google transactions. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um, I can go, I, I can go first. Some of mine are funny. Um, I searched Listeria, <laughs> yes, right? Be- because um, Listeria is more dangerous for pregnant women than it is for non-pregnant women. Mm-hmm. And... Very dangerous we, for babies. And very, very dangerous for babies. And and they say, don't eat lunch meat, deli meat, because mm-hmm. that's where the listeria lives. That's what the pregnant, that's what all the, you know, OBGYN manuals or whatever say. Right. They never address the bag salads and the right. salads and stuff. So I wanted to know if there was some data on... Like I mean, can, you, can you have a turkey and- sub, but stay away from the salad part of it or whatever? Um, and the reason the salads and stuff make such big news is because it is unusual mm-hmm. for it to be transmitted that way. And got it. it's often mass produced. If there's a listeria deli outbreak, it's oftentimes confined to one deli. Right. Right. So the listeria. So, so when the deli meat is shipped to the deli, it's could, it's, probably safe mm-hmm. when it is 
cut, cut open yeah. and whatever. Then it gets, and then it's one. That's not a news story. But when somebody ships ten thousand bags of, you know, right. kale across the country across to every different, country, yeah, right, and people get it from that. So ninety percent of listeria cases still come from deli meat. Okay, good to know. Um, so I looked that up. I looked up Granger Smith. Do you know who that guy is? I know the name, but I don't know. A singer, right? Well, he was a country music singer. Right. And uh, he quit. He quit music um, because he wants to, he, he's devoting himself to, to the church. So oh, good he's, for him. He, his, his statement about it was, uh, look, if I want to, and he has it, it a couple of years ago, his kid died, his mm-hmm. son, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was probably a pretty, well, that's a dumb statement. That, that I'm sure was Influences, the most significant yeah. thing in his life. Um, but he gave it a thing and he says, I've always been close to God and I've decided that I need to, to you know, tell people about God and tell people about Jesus Christ. And I can't do that if the spotlight's on me. Okay. So that go. was his logic. By it, but um, So you saw that uh, an article about it somewhere and you're like, I'm going to Google that guy. Well, I saw his speech saying goodbye. Oh, got it. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And I said, why is he, why is he saying goodbye? I didn't even know who he was. I knew, I knew the name. I mean, Granger Smith, there's a pretty good chance he's a country singer. Right. You know? Right. Um, but he's had a couple number one hits. He's been around for oh. like 15, 20 years. Uh, okay. Moses the jeweler exposed. So, <laughs> who is Moses? So, this is, by the way, right on track with what I think that you Google all the time. Um, so there's an Instagram account that I started following. It's this dude in New York City. He's probably maybe 30 years old. Okay. And he hustles high-end watches and jewelry, right? So he's in the jewelry district in New York City, and he does, you know, if you have a watch that you need to sell, you take it to him. And I think he kind of became famous or at least noteworthy because if you're negotiating with him and you want to sell him a watch and he says, Hey, I'll give you $5,000 for that watch. And you say, I want 5,800. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is a Rolex. It's whatever. And he's like, yeah, but it's, I can only give you 5,000. The person says 5,800. They go back and forth. And he says, I'll tell you what, I'll flip a coin for you for it. And they flip a coin for either the 5,000 or the 5,800. Mm. And you can't not watch it. Right. Of course. Sucks you in. Well, he, <laughs> he, he came up on Instagram and he said, "Hey, it was brought to my attention that if you if you type Moses the jeweler into YouTube, one of the first videos that come up is titled Moses the jeweler exposed." And he said, "If anybody's going to do any exposing, it's going to be me. So I'm back in my old neighborhood to show you where I grew up." And he's and then he gives a tour of his old neighborhood, yeah. right? Well, I don't know this guy, but I want to know what he was exposed for. What was he exposed for? I couldn't tell because there were like 20 videos all one or two days old labeled Moses the Jeweler Exposed because a bunch of smart people were like, hey, you know what a lot of people are going to do? Google Search that Moses and then the I'm going to make money off of every video. Yeah. Exactly. So how many have I done? Is that three? That's three. Um, four Daisy Duck costume. I... I <laughs> Um, for, for, Ellie. for Ellie or for, for you? <laughs> for, for Ellie, I think something popped up that said, 
Halloween is, or you know what? Actually, I think I saw a Spirit of Halloween sign. Oh. And I thought, oh, God. And and the only thing I could think of is that Ellie might want to be for Halloween is Daisy Duck. Daisy Duck. So yeah. I didn't even know if that was a costume that existed. And it does. And it's cute. Of course it um, is. And, of course it is. And then my fifth uh, thing that I searched was... Eh. I mean, I've only got, for whatever reason, on my iPhone, I've only got two pages and the rest are all boring. A place for Ellie's birthday party. Um, the place that we rented, I needed to send an email to the company that we rented our condo from. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing. Chapel Hill, because there was a yeah. shooting there the other day and and I just saw the headline. I didn't see the story about it. Um Oh, I Googled who pays the commission on the sale of a house because that's what I know it's the seller, but it's one of those things I always think that, you know, but you're like, do I really know? Like I have to search gross versus net. Yeah. I do that all the time just to make sure I'm not like, right. And I know what it is. Yes, I know what it is. We talk about it all the time. We deal with it literally every day um, with contracts and and getting our shows paid and stuff like that. I'm, I'm 98% certain. But it's the 2% that throws I know. me off. So I think we should do yours tomorrow because that went long. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I would like to get your opinion on a story. You may have seen this story. There is an airline that is now introducing a section of the plane that's kid-free. So if you are a solo traveler or a couple or a business traveler and you want to sit and not have to worry about a kid peeking over the seat to play peekaboo, kicking your seat back, maybe a baby crying the entire flight. You can sit in this kid-free section of the plane. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume you don't have any problem with that. I don't. Okay. The airline, of course, is going to make money off this premium seating feature. Yes. So here is my question. Which is more fair, charging the people who want to sit in the kid-free section or charging the people traveling with kids? Charging the people that want to sit in the kid-free section. That's more fair. Why is that? Um, because if it's something against the norm, like kids are just around in life. And if you are someone that wants the out of the norm, then you should pay for the out of the norm experience. And- Kids are really expensive and I <laughs> just, for well, first of all, I wouldn't want to sit in a kid section, like with tons of kids. Like I like my own kid, but a room of kids, I'm like, no, thank you. Um, and I, kids are expensive. Like we don't need more add-ons for kids. The airline is charging the passengers who sit in the kid-free section more. Yes, I think it's 50, as they should. It's $50 per leg or whatever. I, th- I, I want to say- might be Australia, whatever the, the currency is in their home country, mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of $50. Friend rule is you do not gatekeep amazing things from your friends, right? So I gave one of my girlfriends, my best friends in seventh grade, some Thrive Cosmetics products. I gave her the eyeliner and I gave her the brilliant eye brightener. And she texted me and said, dude, I love, love, love the Thrive products. I am a total convert. I love both the eyeliner and the stick. I want all the colors. Then she sent me a super cute picture of her and said, "Um, I got to buy them 
all now. So the Brilliant Eye Brightener is like a highlighter stick and it makes your eyes look like they're open, which is great for us tired girls. And it makes you look like you know how to do your makeup, even if you don't. And what I do is put a little bit of the eye brightener on the corner of the inside of my eyes, um, closest to my nose. And then it gives you a little pop of, oh, I am well rested and put together today. And who doesn't love that, right? Thrive Cosmetics makes certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean skin-loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, all without compromising performance. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 20% off your first order. Welcome to the podcast, our newest advertiser, Next Evo Naturals. Next Evo was co-founded by two guys. They were former Johnson & Johnson executives. They have expertise in developing high-quality products, and this is why that's important. I have a fear, a paranoia, an anxiety. I overthink vitamins and minerals and things like CBD. For some reason, if it's not enough official prescription, if it's something over the counter and it's not some brand name, something that I've heard of my entire life, I worry that I'm not getting exactly what is promised on the label. And you know what? A recent lab study found that most of the top CBD brands contain as little as 60% of what their labels claim. Not with Next Evo. Next Evo tests their products multiple times to ensure that you get 100% of what's on the label. They do their research, and that's been demonstrated by four clinical trials. No other CBD brand come clo comes close. So whether you're already a CBD user and you know what the benefits of taking CBD are on your stress, on feeling anxious, on having trouble sleeping... Or if you are new to CBD and you just haven't found a brand that you want to start with, Next Evo Naturals, that's your answer. You can leave your summer stress behind and upgrade your CBD by going to nextevo.com slash upside. You'll get 25% off your order and a free bottle of premium pure CBD. That's a $50 value. You get that for free. N-E-X-T evo.com slash upside next evo.com slash upside as a parent you were always trying to find ways to make your life easier and your kids happy now when we um when ellie was first starting to go through her transition foods to like try more salads and stuff like that we started using Little Spoon. And this is a company that I absolutely love. Little Spoon makes everything fresh and uses absolutely nothing artificial. So it's like handmade food for babies and kids delivered to your door and ready in seconds. Um, they have all sorts of different awesome recipes. They have smoothies, which Ellie really loves. They have plates for big kids. And then they have Biteables Specifics, which is a little early finger foods line if you're starting to dabble in in like finger foods and self-feedings. Um, and they also have incredible baby food too. And Ellie has used it at every stage of her growth. I love it because I know it's healthy and there's not a bunch of junk in it. And she loves it because it's absolutely delicious. 
Make this year's back to school chaos a little more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 for 30% off at checkout. The amount of times I say to myself in my head, well, this is broken or incomplete, but I should keep it per year is nauseating. I do that too. Keeping stuff for parts. And I am vowing as of today, as of this moment in time, to not do that anymore. It's not even, you know what? It's not even keeping stuff for parts. It's keeping stuff that has any utility whatsoever. Right. And I'm proud of us because we each, over the past 24 hours, made this made a smart decision I had, I think it was yours, but it was a, is it wicker? Mm-hmm. Like a woven basket, mm-hmm. but one of the handles had broken. So you couldn't carry it by both handles. Right. It still had utility. Like it could, you can still put stuff in it. It could still go in shelves. It mm-hmm. should still go on a shelf. So for that reason, it was kept, but it was all woven together. So if we had cut the handle off, or cut the other handle, it was going to start to, I was already starting to unravel at the break point. It was, it was not going to survive. Right. And it wasn't a high-end item. Right. So I got rid of it. Yeah. You did the same thing with a laundry basket. I did. Part of our laundry basket was broken. And it was like $12 or so. You know what I mean? It's like not worth It was $12 six years ago. Right, right, right. So we've gotten the $12 worth out of it. We have. But what, why is it? I don't know. Don't. Why is our instinct, oh, to save that? Ellie has a puzzle that Sadie, a wooden puzzle that somebody gave her that has numbers that you put into acorns that hang off of a tree. And it's number one through 10. And you got to put them up in order. And it's all cut. It's a neat little thing. But Sadie ate seven, eight, and 10. So it's incomplete. It's got to go. Right. But it in, needs my to head, go. in my head, I'm thinking, well, what if we buy a replacement and Sadie eats the four out of the replacement? Should I keep this as a backup? For-? Like, that's my mentality. Yeah. No. No. I haven't thrown it away yet. That'll be a big step. <laughs> Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is that there is a blue supermoon coming tonight. And it's also, it's a blue moon and a super moon. So it's the second of the month and it's going to appear bigger than a typical full moon. And it's going to reach its peak tonight at 9.36 PM Eastern. So if you are awake then, I know a lot of people go to bed really early. Um, look out for that. And then- if you're into, you know, the alignment of the stars and the moon and all of that kind of stuff, here's what I can tell you about this moon. It is a great time to commit to your dreams and your visions and also make heartfelt decisions about the relationships in your life. And if you are a believer in energy and vibe and, and stuff like that, if you're the type of person who gets that stuff to clean out your house, you know. Sage. Sage. If you sage a house. Uh, when you move into it or whatever, know this, that if you have an object that has bad energy connected to it and you put it in pure full moon light, it's supposed to 
pull the bad energy off it. Okay. Somebody told me that I had a watch that I really liked that was given to me by somebody who I really didn't like. I mean, they obviously gave it to me when I liked them. Right. But but it was a really nice watch. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I guess I got to get rid of this. Cause, and they said, no, 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 put it in the moon. I did. Still thought of them every time I put it on. I was like, Bleh. Yeah. So I ended up, they sold it. But, Is it an uh, ex or a friend? Friend. Oh. Uh, coworker specifically. Mm. Um, here is your second random thing. If you want to keep your cut flowers looking fresh for longer, spray a light mist of hairspray over them and allow it to dry. The hairspray will help the flowers retain moisture and prevent them from wilting. Interesting. Or get the $7 flowers from Trader Joe's and they'll last about a month. They literally last weeks at a time. Yeah. And they're like the cheapest. They're cheaper than Costco, I think. I Yeah, they're definitely cheaper than Costco. And if you have extra money in your budget and you want to, I had this thought, and you want to feel fancy, you could go to Trader Joe's on the same day, if there's one near you, on the same day every month, or every week rather, and just buy $15 worth of fresh flowers and put them in two or three spots of your house, and your house would look so fancy. Yeah. Because Ellie wanted to buy Cali fresh flowers, so we went to Trader Joe's. And Callie cut the bouquet down into three different small bouquets and put them in little, like there's one on your nightstand. Mm-hmm. There's one in Ellie's room and there's one mm-hmm. on our dining room table. It looks so, I feel so fancy. We're very fancy over at the Dollar House. And your third random thing for today is I have a list of the best apple orchards in the U.S. Now, I was saying to you, Jeff, because you're from upstate New York, that I was certain that the best apple orchards in America are in upstate New York. Right. I was wrong. The number one is in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Really? Which means that we have to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the kind where you can, you know, pick them yourself and yeah. then they have like, you know, like a hayride or whatever. What's the name of it? I don't know how to say it. It's Mercier or M-E-R-C-I-E-R Orchards in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Okay. And it's like 14 bucks. You go, you can pick apples with your family. I feel like Ellie would think that was really fun. Yeah. And they have cider and of course like Baked goods and all that. Number two is in Fritters and hayrides and whatnot. Yeah. Number two is Jaswell's Farm in Smithfield, Rhode Island. Number three, Skytop Orchard in Flat Rock, North Carolina. Number four, Carter Mountain Orchard in Charlottesville, Virginia. Number five, Applecrest Arm for Farm Orchards in Hampton Falls, New Hampshire. So um no, the number nothing the, in New York. The, no, the number one apple orchard in the in the world is Beacon Skiff in upstate New York. What is so good about, is it the apples? Is it the environment? It's where I went as a kid. Yeah. It's one town over from the town I grew up in or two towns. So is the big apple all of New York or just New York city? Just New York city. Oh, so I was going to say, well, they should have good apples. It's a big apple, but it's not. And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass cast. Peace to you. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Lauren. Callie, you said you love a Boston accent. I cannot stand it. Like, it would be a deal breaker for me if I met a guy and he had a Boston accent. I don't think I could do it. It's just funny to think everybody's different preferences. You know, it's what makes the world go round. But, yeah, for me, no, couldn't do it. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, hope this finds you well. First off, I'll apologize if there's noise in the background. I'm driving in the rain because, you know, hurricanes. But, hey, I wanted to call and apologize to you and to the community. I was wrong. There are five shirts.
of course you were right. I was cleaning out my clothes to purge, and I found the fifth one, and I'm not sure why it didn't register, because it's actually my second favorite shirt. It's the one with the Volkswagen um, and the weaponized hamster sitting in it. So, yes, love the shirt. Can't wait to get ours. I've already pre-ordered. Take care. Stay safe for those that are in those half of the hurricane. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Kim. I had to stop your show today because you unlocked a core memory of being a teenager in the 80s, watching television on a Friday night with my siblings. I grew up in Florida where cockroaches were just part of your life. We were watching television. We heard a noise um, that sounded very much like what you described on the um, cardboard, and we watched in horror. We went up and muted the TV, which was, you know, in those days was a huge console TV. So the way we muted was got up and turned the volume all the way down and watched in horror as the world's largest cockroach climbed up the wall. And we were all too terrified to kill it. Um, Finally, somebody drew the short straw and had to kill it. And to this day, anytime I hear a noise like that, I immediately freak out thinking it's a cockroach. 